Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, Please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. In the name of Jesus, amen. Maybe you know what it's like to be down on your luck at the bottom of a pit you might have dug at the end of your rope, as they say. No excuses, no way out. Uh, Desperation, nowhere left to turn. I wonder how those criminals felt who were hanging there with Jesus, what they had done, what they were thinking as they come to this point where there's no turning back, (laughs) there's no exit, they're on the cross. And all the words they had used in the past to, to get out of this or that situation and all the lies they were able to tell when people were listening and all the escape routes that they had planned. They probably had gotten out by the skin of their teeth many times in their life, but now there they were, and there was nothing to do. What was going on through their heads? We kind of know. One of them immediately was angry. As people were yelling at Jesus and making fun of him, he joined them, mocking them, actually Sounding a little bit like Satan in the wilderness to Jesus, right? If you are the Son of God, if you are the Messiah, save yourself and save us. This guy had not come to the point, I suppose, where he felt really bad for what he had done in life. Certainly did not feel as if he deserved any of this. And uh, I don't know if he was angry at God, angry at the world, but he certainly wasn't repentant even though all the evidence pointed to the, other way, to the other way, you know, he was wrong. He was bad. He was a criminal of the state. That's how you end up on a cross. And everyone yelling at him concluded the same thing. And then the other guy looks over at this guy and <laughs> corrects him, yells at him, amazed. He says, do you not fear God? Because we're under the same sentence as, as Jesus And yet we deserve what we get. He doesn't deserve this at all. Two completely different responses to Jesus. One, anger, lacking in any sense of humility or any sense of he's wrong. And the other, absolutely understanding that he's at the end of his rope and there's no way out. You got to wonder at the the first guy, how could he not understand this? I mean, it's so obvious that he's wrong, (laughs) that he has no choice or wrong or right. There he is. He's in a completely desperate situation, and yet he doesn't really ask for help. He doesn't really see his situation at all. But that's really what sin does. It kind of blinds you to the stupid decisions you've made. It's amazing how we can, and I'm sure you all 
can understand this be points in your life where you don't even see anything you've done is wrong and you wonder, how did I get in the situation that I'm in? Even though our actions and our words led us to that point. The other fellow, who knows how long it took. Maybe it didn't happen until he was being nailed to the cross that he woke (laughs) and realized, my God, my God, (laughs) what have I done? As he reflected on the choices he made, what he could have avoided and not done to get him to that point, he has absolutely nothing to say for himself. He's absolutely empty with excuses and lies and rationalizations and blaming. Because we all love to blame, just like Adam did, right? Adam was stuck there. God said, what have you done? You know, when he ate the forbidden fruit and Adam immediately rationalizes and tries to justify his actions and blames even his wife, the good thing God had gave him, in fact, blames God. And this poor fellow blames himself. And he looks away from where he is as he's at the end of life, at the end of judgment, a criminal, forever remembered as a criminal in the minds of the people looking at him. He looks over and he sees who? Jesus, right there with him at the end of his rope. There is Christ. And he says something ridiculously bold, if you think about it. He believes that this man, somehow, he doesn't know why or how, is the Messiah. And it's funny because I wonder if he believes that he probably heard about the miracles and heard about what Jesus claimed for himself or other people said about him, I suppose. But that didn't change his mind the whole time he heard about those growing up or or over the last couple of years, I should say. But now as he sees this innocent Jesus, the one who demonstrated he could do amazing things, not doing anything amazing or doing the most amazing thing at all, quietly suffering and dying. Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And Jesus drew this criminal to him. And he was bold to say this because you can't be more approachable than hanging on a cross. God became completely approachable to him, not far away at all, right there with him. And he says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And maybe he's thinking, maybe somehow this is going to work out and somehow he's going to be king and just remember me. And, and maybe the criminal is thinking, you know, remember me, put me in just a nice place or just save me. You, you can put me in the servant quarters, whatever that is. You know what I mean? He's thinking very lowly. Just remember me. That's all I need. You're, you're a king. Just remember me. Say something good to God for me, maybe. Jesus one-ups him. And he says, immediately, doesn't pause doesn't contemplate the sincerity of this thief's confession. But immediately he says, truly, meaning done deal, amen, today, not tomorrow. Not after the jury hears your case in heaven. Today, you will be with me. The king 
in paradise. This is yet another example of the essence of Christianity, and that is man is absolutely powerless when it comes to a lot of things, and he's absolutely guilty no matter who you are, what you've done, not just this thief and the atrocities he might have committed, but we all do this in our lives. We're all thieves. We're all revolutionaries. We're all rebels against God and and against others. And Jesus gives everything to this man, everything, with just a word. Today you'll be with me in paradise because the kingdom has begun and the king is on the cross, not just dying beside him or us, not suffering simply with us, though he does, but for us and for that criminal that he is able to say, I can give you paradise because I'm breaking down the barrier that blocked unrighteous people, these two criminals, you and me from entering paradise in the first place. With just a word, he gives it all away. Brothers and sisters in Christ, when you are at the end of your rope, when you feel that you're at the end of your rope and there's no more excuses and you're done talking your way out of things and you see there's nowhere else to turn, right next to you is Christ. And he says to you, poor miserable sinners, Today, you will be sitting and eating with the king in paradise. That's for you today. He says that to you today. Every time you take communion, he says that to you today. Not tomorrow, not maybes, but yes. And now, whatever you have done, whatever's on your mind, whatever's plaguing you, whatever guilty conscience you have, It's okay to admit it. It's okay to say you got nothing to say. You can't excuse your behavior. It's okay to do that. It's hard to do that out in the world because you got to keep up a good, strong face and you can't let people see your weakness. But to Christ, you can say it knowing that he says, I forgive you. I will raise you up from the dead. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Remember this. When you are at the end of your rope, Jesus is always right there with you and for you. In Jesus' name.